Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I messed those up, but that's okay. <laughs> I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm back after um, a while away with a really crappy sickness, which we are going to talk about. And I'm joined here by the man who has kept you uh, entertained and informed while I was out, which is Andy and Co. And I have to thank you, Andy, for seriously for carrying the flag while I could not even get out of bed. <laughs> so I really appreciate you. Oh, uh, no, no, no worries. It was, uh, we missed you, missed you, missed you. And so I, I was really, I was really, really, really super looking forward to like, you know, be able to podcast with you again. It was like a great energy for the past like couple of days. Uh, and well, I mean, you know, you know that this had to happen. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you, you, you get a welcome. Back hold on. Cake. Hold on. Hold on. I have to take a screenshot for our people. <laughs> I Andy. Did, yeah, I did. Hang on. Actually, have a. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna drag a picture into the Slack so you can see it. What is on the inside? I have to ask. Uh, oh, well, it's so beautiful, and it's well, Mona's well, new favorite well, color. Well, Flo, there's an easy way for me to find out. I brought the. Uh, All right, Andy's gonna cut it brought, on. I, I love this. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah, this you, is, I really needed this. If you, if you were here, of course, I'd be, I'd have another, another plate for you very, very happily, but this is really alas, cheering the technology me up. Thank you. Me to, <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, it's, it is from the, from the nice like market bakery. Ah, there we go. I'm smiling so hard right now. But my <laughs> cheeks hurt. <laughs> so it is, it is a yellow birthday cake. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. I wish you oh, could send me some. Oh well, we'll we'll, we'll have to have a cake like if we uh, when we see each other in a couple of weeks. I'm just gonna do a quality. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. We're still gonna be able to do that, right? The the real work rail workers are not going on strike. Yes. Okay. And even if they did, the uh, Northeast Corridor is the only set of tracks that's like owned by Amtrak, so we I would have been fine. But yeah, we won't we'll, we'll get sidetracked on this, but we do, we do. I, I think that we've made no secret to our listeners that we're, we're both big, big fans of the labor movement. And so I was very, very happy to see that. I am in a union. Yeah. <laughs> so. And yeah, cause the, cause the, 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 the rail system owners were like, Hey, we decided that we're going to fire like a lot of you. And then because we fired a lot of you, we figured that those of you who are left behind would be so like, you were so scared out of your mind. You get fired that you'd be so grateful that you wouldn't mind like, uh, like doubling up and tripling up shifts and us not scheduling you regularly. So you have to sort of be ready all the time and not having any sick leave. We're going to reduce that. And this Mm -hmm. is why, this is why we have unions so that the rail say, yeah, we, we don't appreciate that at all. We would like to bring your entire industry down to its knees so bad that if you keep digging your heels in that the president of the United States is going to have to get personally involved to settle this between us and try to do that. If you're just, or if you're just like an individual, or even if you get 18 of your friends together to make that statement, you will not get far, but if you have a union, you're good. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of unions, now, see, I, I, will, um, I will say I, I did. I didn't. I, I could try. I tried to figure out how to get candles on this thing. Unfortunately, there was nothing <sighs> at the store that said benign. Hey, we just wanted to set the cake on fire. Also, like, are, are, am I am I like am I blowing out the candles to sell? Uh, it was it became a whole thing and it got in the way of getting cake. Mm. I know, I'm so jealous right mm. now. Andy's eating cake. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to go find myself some cake tomorrow. Um, I'm actually going to put yeah, that like out of sight because I, otherwise I'm going, I, I was safe. I knew that I'd be having cake tonight. So I like ate light for dinner tonight. Didn't have any, uh, I really appreciate you. Well, oh, I, I ate heavy I appreciate for dinner, you too. I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad that you're back. I really, really missed you. I really missed you too. And actually in between like consciousness, I was sending Andy messages about like my COVID life. Um, so yeah, I, as Andy mentioned on the podcast last two weeks, I got COVID and that really sucked. And then last year, I w- last week I wasn't here because um, I have post COVID symptoms and it's a lot covering a massive event like an Apple iPhone launch, um, <laughs> while also experiencing triple digits, digit heat for many <laughs> yeah. days on end. It was like, 
it's hard. And Apple has this beautiful outdoor campus. It is gorgeous. It is covered in apple trees, by the way. Um, guess which apple they don't grow on campus. Macintosh apples. Yes. Yes. Well, they, they are that? they are they are kind of garbage apples. Like they look great, they photograph great, but you can't bake with them. They were disappointing to eat. It's they have true. no snap, no it's flavor. It's true. But also it's they're an East Coast apple uh-huh. and they only grow West Coast apples. So I do appreciate that they they stick to the <laughs> flora and fauna of the era area. I'm gonna have trouble talking tonight, just so everybody knows, because I haven't talked in several weeks. Like I'm a little <laughs> I'm. Th- this is me practicing. Nope, um, I've only talked to my husband and my child, and well, that's mostly, you know, ranting, which I guess <laughs> is this podcast too. But no, I had see. I, I had this. I had a little bit of the same thing too. Like not in this. Like I think you're off for one week. Like well before that, and I decided mm-hmm. to like. Oh, I'll just. I'll just make some. I'll just make some quick outlines. I'll just speak uh, extemporaneously, and then like I realized that I don't know when the last time I just spoke for an hour off the top of my head, but there was a lot of ums and a lot of like backtracking and a lot of, you know what, let's take some better. So there was, I had to relearn how to do, do I've, it's been a while since I've done like a podcast solo. So it was like, okay, we're, we're going to, we're going to relearn this skill. So <laughs> I thought you did really well. And also it helps Andy that you like, you have a really great voice for this stuff. Like uh, you. you are the kind of voice that I feel like, okay, not to make this weird and creepy, but whatever. Um, I fall asleep to podcasts and uh, some of these people I've developed parasocial real. Oh, this is going to get weird. Some of these people <laughs> I've developed parasocial relationships with. Um, obviously, like I'm really invested in their personal life and what they're up to because I listen to them every week. Um, but it just it becomes like a thing now where I'm falling asleep to these people's voices. And so there's only, you know, certain voices you could do that with. Like, I can't just put on any podcast. It has to be within the small, like, circle of voices. And you, I was listening to you, and I was like, yeah, well, first I was replying to you, which showed how much I missed podcasting. And then second, I was just like, wow, you know, Andy has a good voice for, like, this is not, like, okay. an uh, insult. This is actually me say you have a very soothing voice that... I can listen to you talk and I would like to fall asleep. To <laughs> no, no, that's good. You know, I, I was, I, 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 so just, <laughs> just the other day, <laughs> just the other day, I saw like a, a montage of, uh, a montage of British broadcasters, the, all the different news channels, the moment that they, inter- they announced like the death of Queen Elizabeth. And I think you can kind of tell that they really auditioned these people because they didn't want to say, Shocking news from Buckingham Palace today. Queen Elizabeth's dead. It's like, <clears throat> we have confirmation today from Buckingham Palace that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has passed mm-hmm. peacefully, surrounded by family at that Balmoral Castle. The BBC joins the nation in that. You know, you have to. So, yes, there are. They, they, I, was, uh, I, I was getting <sighs> caught up on uh, Nova, like on PBS. And mm-hmm. they they hired it on, on a lot of these episodes now. They've got a tenor doing like the the voiceover narration, mm-hmm. and I'm nothing against tenors; they're fine. I'm just saying that it's just weird after being conditioned all my life to. But by May, the project of the jet ram engine had fallen deeply behind. Boeing engineers conveyed an emergency panel to try to save the contract. And it's okay, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I've got, thank you, Mr. Baritone, for like, but when you say, but by foot, but by May, <laughs> the, en- <laughs> the engine turned out to be st- unstable at high altitudes. Like, really, Billy? Well, <laughs> you and Lassie should go and try to rescue that, 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 contra- that, that naval contract. It's like, okay. Rest so, in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. Just, I was thinking about him. Oh, goodness. Yep. Well, we we have actually a lot of catching up to do. Um, personally, professionally, I feel like we should probably stick to the professional because if we get into the personal, it's going to... It's going to be a really, really long podcast. Uh, just so everybody knows, I'm okay. Yay. I'm just okay. And I've been sharing my journey on social media because I just am trying to, like, normalize this. We were all going through this as a nation. I feel like yeah, I kind of was working some of my feelings about everything um, publicly. But, I mean, it, I could have been worse. Like, you know, 
a reality TV starlet worse. Yeah, but, but things but things were were bad enough. I mean, you you you, you didn't yeah. you didn't you didn't need all of that <laughs> happening in your life. Yeah, but we're here now. We're here yeah. now. Um, the good news is I have all the new apples. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Google podcast. Um, we are going to ac- actually talk a lot about Google today because there's been a lot going on internally with the business uh, that we'd like to talk about and sort of like dive into. And I've been waiting to have this conversation with Andy and the iPhone one. So, yeah, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, let's just jump into it. Yay. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And for the fourth consecutive year, the Relay FM community is rallying together again to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures and saving children. Did you know it is estimated that more than 400,000 children worldwide develop cancer each year, and nearly half of them are never diagnosed? In the United States, more than four out of five children survive cancer. But in many developing countries, this statistic is reversed. Fewer than one out of five children diagnosed with cancer will live. The most significant predictor of whether a child will survive cancer is where the child lives. That's why in March 2018, St. Jude became the first and only World Health Organization Collaborating Center for Childhood Cancer. The goal of the WHO Global Initiative for Childhood Cancer is to raise the survival rate of six common childhood cancers to 60% by 2030. And last December, St. Jude and the World Health Organization launched the Global Platform for Access to Childhood Cancer Medicines. It aims to provide free chemotherapy medicines in the next few years to as many as 120,000 children around the world with cancer. Childhood Cancer Awareness Month is an opportunity for us to come together in the fight against childhood cancer. Together, we can make a big impact. This year, you can support the Relay FM for St. Jude campaign in multiple ways. As always, we invite you to make a donation. Donors who make an individual gift of $60 or more will receive a digital bundle, including a wallpaper and macOS screensaver pack. Donors who make an individual gift of $100 or more will receive a set of stickers in addition to the digital bundle. And if your employer offers a matching gift program, fill out the form at stjude.org relay to have that match credited to our campaign. And new for this year, if you want to get more hands-on, you can now start your own fundraising campaign to help us reach our goals while earning exclusive Relay FM merch. Fundraisers who raise $1 or more will receive an exclusive St. Jude limited edition of the Relay FM Challenge Coin. And fundraisers raising $250 or more will also receive a unique desk mat featuring the cartoon heads of Relay FM's co-founders. Please go to stjude.org relay to donate and to find out more about fundraising. Once again, please go to stjude.org slash relay to learn more and donate. Let's cure childhood cancer together. Well, I pissed off everybody in the Android community this week (laughs) by basically saying that the iPhone 14 Pro is the reason that you should just ditch Android, just ditch Google. Goodbye, everybody. You know, move ecosystems. Um, I did not say that. By the way, uh, I just said that it, it was very tempting to switch yeah. to this phone. Some folks in the phone in question is the iPhone 14 Pro. I have not reviewed the iPhone 14 yet. I am currently in the process of that. Uh, but the 14 Pro is kind of the one that everybody wants a first look at because yeah, exactly. that's the marquee. That's the that's the Pixel 6 Pro um, <laughs> competition. You, I, 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 I have to say that you get you gave me a flashback to. Years ago, when I switched from the iPhone to Android, and I wrote a four-part series for, I don't know if it was Mac World, but Jason Snell was my editor on it. And and wasn't a, it wasn't a, oh, Apple, there's, this is how bad things have gotten with the iPhone. It was more like, oh, you know what, this is just a, this was, this was a personal choice. But here's, a, it's actually a good framework in which to discuss the differences between Android and iPhone. And also, if you haven't been watching Android, here's how the improvements that they've been making and why an iPhone user might like it. And, you know, and, and, and so 
the for the my 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 Google alerts like I have a Google alert for my name because it's rare enough that like if mm-hmm. someone's and suddenly going beep bing beep 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 bing beep bing and it got to, it was republished all over the place and Jason just messaged me and said yeah um don't read the comments on uh, this just you know go someplace safe for three or four days because people are having a reaction to that so I can imagine. <laughs> as battle lines are battle lines are not as intense as they might have been when I switched to uh, uh to my Samsung Galaxy S3 I think it was but I I was I was wincing like okay she's getting she's probably getting some some mail about this I was really surprised I I I sincerely was I thought we were kind of over that I thought everybody was kind of okay where they're at um but part of the reason that I went for this angle with this particular review is because a android is what I know Exactly in and out. I I know it very well. I've been with it since the beginning and it just felt apt that that is a thing I would compare it to. I don't have old iPhones or the history of using old iPhones to compare it to. So I I have to tell you what it's like assuming that you're also picking an Android device. Like, okay, I'm going to the carrier store. Let's say people still do that. And I'm looking at the three phones on the wall and what are the three phones? They're an Apple iPhone, a Google Pixel, and a Samsung Galaxy. So those are the three that you would theoretically choose from. One thing that really struck me while doing this review, while I was being paid to use the iPhone, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say, by the way, tonight when we were slacking earlier, I was slacking you from the iPhone on the couch. So, you know, I'm switching here and there. (laughs) I... I actually had a really easy time sort of um, linking my Google life into the iPhone. I have the deep purple iPhone. Yeah, you, you mentioned it's, that in the review. Mm-hmm. Um, can, I say, can, can, can I say I thought it was a really good review? It's like you oh, can't – you. You, you have to – what bothers – it, it disappoints me when a reviewer pretends as though they represent every single user out there as opposed to high – I have been on a journey throughout my life with technology and with phones. And today I'm bringing that lifetime of experience and perspective and likes and dislikes to my opinions about this phone as well. And so you wrote, you wrote, I thought was one of the, one of the reviews to really read because it will give people an an opportunity, particularly iPhone users. How does this look like to someone from the outside? Does this make sense? Or have I just been using this interface for so long that I forgot how confusing this might have been three or four uh, three or four years ago or three or four uh, uh, three three or four iterations ago? So yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say that. Thank you, Andy. I really value your opinion, and I really appreciate that. Um, I. Yeah, it was really easy to kind of bring my Android life over. I just linked everything. I linked every Google account. I had my password chain. It's stored in Google Chrome. So I was using that to kind of like fill the password chain on um, iCloud. (laughs) I asked with a question mark. Um, I also used Android messages in the browser on Google Chrome. And so that's how, because the way I've been testing phones lately is I'm still using a OnePlus 9 as my primary just because... I just need a phone that is the key to everything. Right. If that makes sense. Nope. Um, the, you know, it turns on, it, it goes in my car with me. It like <laughs> goes everywhere with me. So I just need that phone to be something stable, which the review unit phone is not. Hmm. Um, it's just the way these things go. And so I was carrying both of the phones, but I was so glad to have the iPhone on me because that camera, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I was bragging about as an Android user these last couple of years was, oh, Google has really increased the algorithm in the Pixel. It has done so much great work. Look at the great pictures you get from half the hardware, like that kind of thing. But after this last round of comparing the Pixel 6 Pro, I know the Pixel 7 is just around the corner, but Pixel 6 Pro is what I had to compare it to. Uh, I was really, I was really stunned. I wasn't expecting the iPhone 14 Pro to make me feel okay <laughs> with the photos <laughs> it was taking. I haven't really been into like Apple's tuning and I had an iPhone 4S and it's interesting how the color tuning hasn't changed very much in 10 plus years of yeah. existence. They definitely have a philosophy it's, there. Yeah, Exactly. It's just, it's like the Nikon Canon dichotomy, right. which I thought was really interesting. The Pixel is definitely much more aggressive in terms of the edits that it does. 
where like the detail will just be brought up in every facet of the photo, whereas the iPhone is a little more like, okay, well, let's just bring up detail in this area where you, you know, set your focus point instead of all this background over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'm, and it's really nice hardware. It is. It's really nice hardware. I have not, you know, yes, I've been using the Z Fold 4, by the way, has kind of been the phone that I really have been sticking with from the latest batches of whatever's come out. Um, but that's a nighttime phone. During the daytime, I kind of like carrying the iPhone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good day phone. Uh, yeah. It's, um, let's see. It's rough out there. It's, it's going to be rough out there for Google. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious. It's it's especially because like as a as a Pixel user, I'm I, I think that Google has found its way. It's definitely mm-hmm. been getting better with every iteration, but it's been getting better with every iteration for only like four or five years now. Whereas Apple has been getting better with every iteration for like 15 years. So they absolutely, when they make a tweak to the design of the hardware, I, I mean like the, the thing that you're holding in your hand, the things, the, the edges, the chamfers, the colors, like they really know what they want to accomplish and they know like what their yeah. users react to. And it really shows when you hold this thing in your hand, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to actually like hold one and play with one until tomorrow, but it's, uh, I know that it's going to be, I, I know that my, my, my Pixel 6 Pro is going to feel kind of cheap. Yes. Why, yes. why, why do you have that curve that goes around the screen yes. when the, it's, t- it's like bending the, why do you do that? And I did, it, it didn't bother me for like a year for now, but it's going to bother me tomorrow. I know. Uh, Dynamic Island, by the way, um, I wrote this in the review, which is that people chuckled around me when this was announced, <laughs> yeah. which I th- thought was interesting because I actually thought that it was a very smart thing that they did. I yeah. thought like they're like, well, we got a notch, so we're just going to we're just going to do something with it. And it's it's limited, but I thought it was very smart of Apple to just use pre-existing APIs so that developers don't have to re- worry about it. And when I heard about that, m- the first light bulb that went off my mind was, boy, it would be nice if we had some of these things on Android. Mm-hmm. I know that the Android team works their asses off to make it the best operating system that we have. But sometimes they introduce these new APIs and you'll notice that like an app is not really taking advantage of it. A a third party app that you really rely on, which kind of like hiccups the whole experience on Android. And I was I was people talk about, you know, I I was so excited when I think I I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I'll be short that I thought that the idea of picture in picture for apps when Android introduced it a couple years ago, that was such a brilliant idea because how many times have I been like riding, riding Amtrak and I want to kind of keep because the stops are kind of well spaced. So you don't necessarily know exactly where you are or how long it's going to take to get to your stop. And it's like, but you're, you're, you're reading, you're on social media or you're watching a movie or something just to have Google maps like open as a picture, as a picture in picture. So you can see exactly where you are or just to be able to be killing time on the sidewalk, waiting for your Uber to arrive and not know, and being able the, 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 the handful of times that it's been very, very important that I, that I discovered that, Oh, that number of that, that number of distance to where you are has been getting shorter for the past 18 minutes, but now it's getting longer and longer. I should tap to see if he's actually now took the wrong turn and is now driving away from me and headed towards Boston. Uh, because if so, he, I should be in that car with him uh, or else I'm just not going to tip. I'm well, I'll tip him like only 10% if he goes to Boston without me. And yeah, that's and it's disappointing because who who uses it besides Google Apps? Who uses it besides Google Apps? It's true. I um one thing that I I have to say that I didn't really have a chance to do like a parody to parody sort of um comparison, which was the privacy features. I know that Android 13 has some new I guess some new permissions that pop up, I think, for notifications. I haven't been using Android 13 daily, so I, that's why I'm a little, like, um, having a hard time to recall it right now. I have to apologize because I've been using a Samsung device. It's it's a, it's a little bit more aggressive. Also, they collected a lot of the privacy stuff in one location and settings rather than making you chase it, like, all, all over the place. But I thought I thought that you had yeah. a really good observation that you, you kind of like the fact that uh, – 
Apple's notifications kept on top of things and kept informing you that, hey, do you do you really want this app to continue to give you note? I know I asked you before, but do you still are you still okay with that decision because you didn't get to know the app well enough to realize that, oh boy, no, that was a mistake. No, t- tell it to knock off. It's <laughs> I should not have swiped left on this app. I don't know what I, I've never used. I've never used dating apps. I don't know what, whether the swipe swiping left is the good one or swiping right is the is the good one, but whatever the good one is. Well, I do have to say, by the way, that notification area gets just as busy as on Android. Yeah. Okay. There is nothing nice and finessy about getting notifications on either operating system. It is a mess on both operating systems, especially if you're like me and you forget to turn off one of the Google cameras and it just keeps pinging you. Google's noticed somebody moved. Google's noticed some movement, some movement in the garage, some movement over here. When those collect on iOS, it is like a stack of paper <laughs> that you have to move ever so precariously because if you move it the wrong way, it's all going to like topple over. It's just a huge <laughs> stack of notifications that you just have to like. So it's not, you know, it's not perfect on either side. I will say that I hope Android moves fast on their satellite connection or satellite connectivity mm. because I. I did get some time to kind of understand emergency SOS a little bit more. And what it basically sounds like to me is an OnStar like service from Apple for people who just like need that extra. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they, well, they, some more information came to light since the event. Uh, where so they they partnered with Global Star for the service, mm-hmm. which um, explains why they were able to get things up and running so well because they didn't have to build everything outright. They just basically said, and uh, but it also explains why it might be a while before uh, any Android phone gets something similar to it because Global Star has a constellation of like thirty like twenty four twenty six satellites, and uh, I guess Apple has already booked like 80 to 90 percent of its connectivity mm. so there's there, so there's nothing left for anybody else to like contract with a constellation so we mm. we're, so android is any other any competing service is going to have to wait for spacex or another company to put another constellation in sight or open up some <laughs> bandwidth to let that sort of thing happen so, yeah i i was reading about that today because i there was a rumor or something, a confirmation or something, a report that Apple is supposedly going to have more regions available by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, I, regardless, I think that the feature is, I did, I, I did make a comment about how I thought that it was kind of a bummer that Apple had to build out this kind of infrastructure for emergency services and that it doesn't exist already for the public. Yeah, because this is going to be a privatized thing at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You have to have an iPhone 14 or one of the Apple watches to get uh, access to it, which makes it an exclusive thing, which kind of sucks because, you know, how, how do I do this on Android? Yeah. If the phone that I use, if I'm, God forbid, stuck out on a mountain yeah. somewhere or it's, who knows. It's, yeah, it's something that it's there are not. A, there's a lot of stuff to worry about a little bit. Because on top of everything else, so this is why this is one of the reasons why, uh, like SpaceX is saying, oh, this is this is why we want to put more and more satellites up there because we want to bring all these wonderful services. And but the thing is, like, I was surprised uh, like a year or two ago when I had to like look into stuff like this and realized that at the time, like as of last year or the year before, there were only fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred satellites in orbit, like total every everything that that humanity has ever put into orbit 15 to 1600 and uh, spacex almost immediately doubled that and they want to put another 10,000 to 20,000 satellites in low earth or orbit and number one that's going to increase the yeah that's that's going to increase like Space a lot of science they, i was thinking the first like 20 minutes of the movie gravity <laughs> where mm-hmm. just things are just colliding colliding mm-hmm. colliding and then you know things are be- look bad for george clooney at all uh which is not a which is not a simple problem and also the fact that uh, uh also terrestrial based astronomy is going to be knocked for a loop for this uh, is getting locked for a loop and the other and the other thing being that well I, I, if we're if we're cluttering 
if we're cluttering low Earth orbit with these satellites, shouldn't they be for the benefit of everybody and not just for the benefit of the world's richest human being? Like you're basically telling them it's 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 like the 1600s, the 1700s all over again, saying that, hi, you know, this continent called the Americas, uh, we want it uh, for our uh, for our trading <laughs> company. Uh, and we just thought if you could sign this paper, queen or king, I just we just like to have it for ourselves. So we could turn it into something that would be making money personally for us privately as opposed to, well, no, it's not, no, the earth orbit, it's not part of the planet. It's not, does want everybody because, Hey, have you got a flag? <laughs> Don't put a flag in it. Can't be yours. No flag, no country. Yeah. It's, it, I was reading some stuff about possibly, I don't know, T-Mobile, I guess, is looking to... But again, like you said, it's SpaceX. T-Mobile's partnering right, with part, SpaceX. Yeah. yeah it's... Um, anyway, regardless, the iPhone 14 Pro is a great piece of hardware. If anybody out there is an Apple user and listening to our podcast. And, you know, like I said, surprisingly, coming from Android is a lot easier, I think, than going the other way. Because yeah, because Apple does such a quote better unquote job of locking you into the going going from the going from the uh, dynamic island to the private island to the walled in island to the shark infested waters around the private <laughs> locked in island you're in yeah. Well, and on the other side of that spectrum is that a lot of things on Android with Google work so much better than they do on iOS. And I would just prefer to be with the Google side of things. I am so like just the mere thought of switching operating systems for real. Obviously that's not really, that's, it's not a choice for me. Yeah. Um, I am so fully embedded in the Google ecosystem, like very deeply. And I also don't use a lot of Apple products. And I was kind of thinking, like, if you're not fully into the Apple ecosystem, it's kind of hard to really get the full use and enjoyment out of it. it yeah, you're absolutely right. It really does force you to. Uh, it, it, it's if you're if you're leading the sort of life where you don't care, like where you buy your headphones from, and you don't care. Yes. Uh, you don't care what, or you just want it to be or, easy. Yeah, exactly. Or you, you and I. Easiest, yeah. let's say easiest. It's I I, I yes. would hold that it's still easy to go cross platform, but it definitely is the easiest possible. Given that Apple, you know, they put in a special chip that is tuned specific in the headphones specifically for making a part, pair and partner ver- really really well with an Apple device, mm-hmm. which is which is absolutely their right and actually maybe their obligation to make their products as good as possible. But it does mean that I think that it gives a lot of people uh, if they're trying to come from Apple to another platform they are misinformed as to how good that other platform is that Apple I, I talked about this last week so I don't have to go over again the, the summary is just that Apple has demonstrated that they can make a really good experience if you if they get to design everything that you ever interact with other companies like Google and Microsoft right. are working towards well we don't have the luxury of expecting you to have a google phone and a google set of headphones and be interacting with a google this or the other so we have to the reason why it's not as easy or as frictionless is because we have to anticipate that you're not doing exactly as we've ordered you to do so but for a lot of people it's like well I don't, that's a really great comment for some from for for a technology journalist to be concerned about but for me to be concerned about I can buy whatever I want I I like my iPhone so I bought the earphones I like the earphones so I bought the the the, the watch <laughs> and when it came time to buy a computer I was I'm so in love with Apple right now that yes I will spend uh, $1300 for a $920 laptop yes absolutely Guys, I spent twenty five hundred on a Dell. Let's not forget that, okay? <laughs> yes. Let's also forget that I had to take it out at Apple Security. <laughs> I was like walking through, I'm just oh, like, let me take out my Android phones. Let me take out my PC. Well, so let me pe- take pe- out so my we're, Samsung we're, headphones. Were people giving you the stink eye? <laughs> no, what I definitely, I definitely felt, um. I definitely felt like the goth kid at the back of the class. <laughs> you were, you were just, just put it that way. You were definitely not going to be one of those people who were invited to stick around for a couple hours afterward and do your do your do your stand up video inside the Apple campus alone without anybody around you. You're probably not in that group, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, I will say, I will say that um, 
I'm really grateful for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> I know this sounds silly, but I, I've never like in my 15 year career, this is my first time that I was like super in on Apple coverage, um, which just speaks to how much I don't I don't want to say more open, but how much more journalists have come into the infinite loop. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to put this. I don't know how to put this without making it no, sound I think, weird. I, I think I think but, I know what you mean because they used to have all their events like it, for for a lot of logistical reasons. It's like we're not going to have everybody haul their butts up up to up to out to Cupertino to sit in a, a a function room that is not really up to the task. We're going to just book one of the many 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 wonderful like right. small to medium sized convention spaces in San Francisco. And that's the way it worked for until like just like five or six years ago. And now I think there is sort of a halo effect, uh, no pun intended, given the shape of the of, of Apple's uh, Apple's main building. But I think there's an effect of oh no no we're we're letting you inside. No, we're not we don't let everybody inside. But you you we're letting you inside. Isn't that special of you? I mean, I wasn't expecting to be let in because I am the Android girl. <laughs> like that's. It, even a friend of mine you're florence goddamn is, ion that's that should be that's <laughs> that should be enough well a friend of mine brought he's like you know you're the you're everybody knows you for android i'm like yeah but you know what i gotta know this side of the pond too i do i have to know what's going on here and i like what i see okay um how lucky for us to be able to just spend all this money on all of this <laughs> hardware though let us count our blessings at the end of this, a talk about $1,000 phones. Um, should we move on to not $1,000 phones, but bags of chips? Ooh, something I can afford. Absolutely. Mm, I don't think you can afford this either, Andy, because you see these <laughs> chips come from the Google store in Japan. And I don't know, have you looked at shipping costs from Japan lately? It's about $30 flat rate, but that's still $30 on top of a bag of chips is a lot for a bag of chips. Yeah, I don't the, think you want to pay $30 they, they, plus. Well, they, they, these are exclusive, like limited edition chips. They're, they're, they're almost sneakers, really. Yeah. So <laughs> we've teased it, but Google, they're repeating the same Q promotion they did last year with the Pixel chips. Uh, and this year's new rage of Google original chips come in three new flavors. They include snow cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, four new flavors. <laughs> still laugh about yeah. snow cheese. <laughs> I know. Okay, so apparently Andy did the Google Translate creamy camembert. That's I what, know see, I said that wrong. If, oh, it, it's weird. Me. Google Google Translate doesn't even work on the. Uh, it's you have, you have to go to the uh, to the Japanese Google Store page, and they do have like a page for the Google original chips, and but it uh, they have like all of the all of the text is like in graphic form. So like Google the regular. So so I had to like <laughs> first I read through it and not knowing what the hell any of these flavors were halfway about, and then I had to use Google Translate on my phone, like holding up the camera to the screen like an animal. To get the actual text, <laughs> and then like sure. okay, now creamy camembert. For, okay, okay, that makes more sense than snow cheese. That sounds like <laughs> a euphemism for something you'd need, like you know, a salve for. Yep, you know, you're right. Yeah, that's what the translation from kanji is. Okay, snow cheese flavor. That's the first one. Hazel onion is the second one. That's supposed to be like a rich toasted onion flavor. I would eat that. By the way, okay. I've had like onion soup chips. Um, Salty lemon, refreshing salty lemon flavor. That, that one intrigues and, me. That would, that, that would be my okay. pick of the four. Really? More than obsidian pepper? I, I feel as though it sounds so badass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. It's a, it sounds like not a Marvel or a DC character, but like a Dark Horse or Image Comics, like an independent like comic character where they're allowed to like curse and you can actually have like beheadings and stuff on the, in the comic <laughs> like obsidian pepper. And, and I don't know whether, I don't know whether it would be demonic. I don't know whether it would be just street level, like, like, like Rorschach or something like that. But these, see, these are odd. I'm, these were just very, very odd names and they're, I'm, they're related to the colors. It's so it's only, maybe, maybe it was better that I first like took my notes before using Google translate on this because it's like okay, maybe that's okay. Snow, hazel, lemon, and obsidian. Maybe those are reflect like the four colorways of the Pixel Seven, 
And then, oh yes, quote, four flavors that match the color of the Google 7, Pixel 7, and 7, 7 Pro. So, okay. But uh, but as usual, like, don't tease us. It's like, they're only t- it's a lottery, and only 2,000 people are going to get these things. And it's it just seems like the sort of thing where, like, if you pre-order, you get the chips, or they would just, like, as a surprise, they would just... Like they would, they would stock them in like one or two stores on a limited basis where, mm-hmm. and they would target. Ho- mm-hmm. target and they would not mention it until, until somebody puts it on Instagram and say, what the hell yeah. is this? I saw this on the end cap yeah. at my target store. And then only, and like maybe 40 other target stores have them and not everyone else. And that it becomes like sort of a, a viral thing. And also you feel as though, you know what, maybe. I didn't plan to go to the to the tar- to Target today, but mm-hmm. you know what? I I am out of, out of hand soap. I was going to yeah. get more hand soap anyway. I think I'll go to Target today and yeah. to get hand soap and see if they have the the, the Google original yeah. like chips. McDonald's and Pokemon carts. <laughs> yes, you know Mona is not going to eat the whole Happy Meal. <laughs> she barely touched half the bag of fries, but you know her parents could split the nuggies and then <laughs> we get some Pokemon <laughs> carts. I may or may not have done that a couple times. Um, we might be doing that again actually mm. tomorrow, just because I've been. I need the dopamine of opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Listen, guys, I just had COVID. Okay. Um, you need, you need, you need to I, replenish your salt, fats, and carbohydrates that you lost during COVID. At least that's what yes, I'm telling myself. Exactly. <laughs> I just wish that these existed here, but I have to tell you something that just kind of was attracting my eye while you were chatting was this rear facing camera situation on what I am assuming is the pro versus the regular pixel seven because the salty lemon and obsidian pepper flavor are paired with their respective pixels in that color. And they look like what I would assume would be the regular pixel sevens. And then above that we have the hazel onion and snow cheese with these pixel devices that have an extra little, circle on the back which i'm assuming would be like the telephoto camera i'm assuming that's going to be the extra whatever but um i yeah i'm just looking at that backside and wondering how i feel about it i'm wondering how i feel about this design ooh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just made the mistake of of typing snow cheese into the Urban Dictionary, and yeah, I, I shouldn't oh, have done no. that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go Google it. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I'm. I, oh, that's I'm, silly. You know, according to Gaza Good Bloke, I mean. And it does have 14 <laughs> thumbs up, zero thumbs down. So <laughs> I, that's I do. what it means. All right. I should run. You can I, go look it up yourself, dear listener. <laughs> I, we're not going to, we're not going to link to it. We figure as though no. the more keystrokes you have to enter is the more opportunities you have to decide that, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do, I'm not going to follow through on that. But what's this? It might see that might not be the most embarrassing or alarming thing about, I got to say that. So, so I wound up like Google uh, translating the entire thing. And so at the very, very top of the ordering page is like, hey, isn't this fun? Isn't this wonderful? Hey, da, 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 and something for the whole family. And it ends with like in its own like little paragraph, please share and enjoy, which concerned me because I'm a, I'm a fan of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And like all Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fans, you will recognize that immediately as share, share and enjoy is the slogan of the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation, which is in the, throughout the, the book series, the galaxy's number one maker of infuriatingly defective products. So, oh, no, Andy, don't say that. No. I just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I, I just hope that the pixel has not been born under a bad sign. I hope that the mojo tooth is not being <gasps> warded against it. That's that's you're all giving guessing. me an amazing idea. I am going to do the zodiac sign. I'm, I'm going. Excuse me. The <laughs> I'm going to do the chart for this pixel. Okay, that's coming up in a future podcast. Something for everybody to look forward to. We're going to do it. I'm doing <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We're doing it. Let's see what it, October six is supposed to launch. Okay, we'll see about that. 
We'll see. Do we want to do the date of the event or do we want to do it the day that it goes on sale? I would say, okay, I would interpret it like this. I would say that um, the date of the event is kind of like the baby shower. The date of the pre-order is kind of like the due date, but the actual birth date is not until it's actually in the hands of actual consumers. Like the physical object, you don't have to be a press person, you don't have to be an analyst Mm -hmm. or something. That's, That's what I would go by. Okay. Unless and unless unless you unless you do one of the other two and one of the other two turns out to be much much funnier uh the, the zodiac than the other than the third one. I I can I can make it work. All right, Excellent. something to keep in mind. <laughs> um well with that, keeping that in mind, we're going to take a quick little break and then when we get back, we're going to talk about some business things. So, a nice little helping of each uh, kind of potato salad. God, I this missed podcast. this. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. You know, it's really funny. I was actually kind of missing Sundar Pichai last week after being all around, like all the Apple situation, being in the Apple air. I was sincere <laughs> because I've been covering Google for so long. Okay. You just start to like miss what's familiar. So um, Sundar, I missed you, I guess. And now we're going to talk about you and how you're making a lot of cuts to the company. Um, and Listen, it's it's like a weird time right now in business. I'm just going to put it that way because I um I am hearing lots of conflicting things from like a a business publication versus actual people in business. And you know, I don't want to manifest anything that shouldn't be manifested. So, uh we're just going to say that Sundar Pichai spoke recently. So last week there was actually um a code conference. I believe it was the last code conference ever. And it was host- hosted by Kara Swisher. This is the continuation of um Kara used to do these annual interviews with big tech players and kind of ask well, them about the future yeah. and what's coming up and they would have, you know, that's the infamous Mark Zuckerberg is sweating buckets meme <laughs> comes from an original one of those code conferences. I think it's when it was called All Things Day. Yeah. But anyway, um, so he, Sundar Pichai actually expressed a lot of worry during this interview with Kara Swisher. He was quoted as saying, the more we try to understand the macroeconomic, we feel very uncertain about it. The macroeconomic performance is correlated to ad spending, consumer spending, and so on. Sundar's overall message was that he knows he can't do anything about these economic downturns or the way the ad market is uh, kind of affecting Google, but he also thinks Alphabet, I should say, has become slower, less focused, and less efficient as its headcount has ballooned and bureaucracy has increased. Um, sure. I don't work there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I'm assuming these those are, are the problems. These these are yeah, these these are not things like you're you're already like if you bought a house, if you work for Google and you bought a house in like May or June, it distressed you to like hear the talk from Google, like uh, the all hands meeting, famous all hands meeting in July, in which they said that, yeah, we're gonna be refocusing on on working smarter and refocusing on efficiencies, and we're looking for everybody to 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 basically come up with ideas for how we could slim down and become more efficient and like should i have bought that house i'm thinking i shouldn't have bought and now after this talk it's like oh i shouldn't have bought that house (laughs) i don't know if i'm going to be working here in a year from now i'm a useless middle manager everybody knows it i know it Yeah, see, it's going to let's add salt to the wound. We want to make sure as a company, when you have fewer resources than before, you are prioritizing all the right things to be working on and your employees are really productive, that they can actually have impact on the things they're working on. So that's what we are spending our time on. <laughs> Got it. Um, Sundar did say that he also wants to figure out how to make the company 20% more productive, which is... Yeah. <laughs> wild to me where they come up with these percentage points like i don't know what that means does that mean cutting 20 percent of staff yeah. does that mean like what is 20 percent more productive mean does it mean raising the numbers like does, getting the you know or the does that, number or of does, money coming in or up 20 percent? or does that mean like firing 20 percent of the people and making the people who's who stick around work 20 percent harder for the same amount of money yeah 
Yeah, this doesn't this conversation with Kara Swisher does not look good against that July meeting where um, Google's chief people officer had said that they were not currently looking to reduce Google's overall workforce. But things could change. And we also have to wonder if the workforce means full-time employees. What about those contractors that they have? What about the businesses that they have with other companies out there who yeah. rely on that revenue to kind of like keep them in the spotlight? Like that's what I'm thinking about when it comes to this. I thought that when looking at that in a new light, the, the term overall workforce, it's kind of like when like an HR department talks about your overall compensation it's like, oh, so basically, whereas you promised me one hundred and thirty, I was supposed to be making one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. You're now saying that forty thousand dollars of that consists of the fact that, hey, look, we've got plants in the office that you really enjoy. That's like where's eight thousand. So I'm I'm wondering if, in light of that, if they meant that when when they're trying to talk about, oh no no no, we're not we're not looking to reduce Google's overall workforce, meant that. One of the options on the table as they were planning out the worst case scenario was, well, what if we like fire 20% of the people who are Google employees and have those employees become employees of contractors instead so we don't have to pay them benefits, we don't have to pay them, we have to give them the same perks we give to actual Google employees. It's – it's and if and if you got to imagine that if, if I and the safety of – <laughs> of a house in uh, on the east coast not working for google being totally unaffected financially by whatever happens at google the next year if i'm asking myself these questions you have to wonder what google employees particularly management uh, are thinking at, at this time about their own security this feels like a good point for us to segue to the fact that google has actually canceled its next pixel book and shut down the team that is building it this was kind of like the big news that was rumbled about on social media this week i unfortunately couldn't get to the news because of the aforementioned <laughs> iphone review that i was working on so this is my chance now to kind of tell you what i think <laughs> so, <laughs> so from the surface it looks like google is not planning on making first party chromebook hardware they've canceled the next pixel book and supposedly that was somewhat far along in its development um i know that there were a lot of rumors even i think i reported on a couple of them regarding this so-called pixel book that was going around they also broke up the pixel book development team and their members are now scattered throughout google put into new positions and it appears that the Pixel tablet project that Google announced at I.O. is still moving forward regardless of this. But I imagine if that's, be that's because this is an Android 13 tablet yeah. and not a Chrome situation. Because remember, we tried to do the tablet on Chrome situation and that ended up bad. So um, company hasn't said much about it, but the writing is on the wall. I don't think... This spells the end of Chromebooks. I just oh, think no, no, that yeah. with with this whole trying to cut down on spending money where it shouldn't be spent, Chromebook sales are down. Andy and I have talked about it, about this on this podcast that Chromebook sales are down. Everybody who bought a Chromebook did. All the schools who bought a Chromebook did. So now we're just kind of like it's slowed down a lot. And there's a crap ton of OEMs who make perfectly wonderful Chromebooks that probably ri would rival anything that Google was working on in the lab, to be quite frank. Yeah. Um, and also it, it's, yeah. it, it should be said that it's not like the situation with Android phones where essentially the market for Android phones is, is being filled by, by Samsung. Like mo the, the vast majority of phones that run Android are being sold and manufactured by, by, uh, by Samsung, which means that if Google wants to move the needle, they have to do it themselves. And there's also, uh, they're they're not they're not going to disrupt the development of new Android devices by trying to have their own premium phone line. They're having their own Pixel line. Whereas you could make the statement that uh, there are there are enough players in the Pixel in the Chromebook space right now that for Google to to be in that market themselves, they're just dislodging what is already a razor thin margin business for uh, for uh, their other partners, and it risks like cheesing them off for really no reason so yeah it's it's i i think that i have to think that the sword was sort of hanging over their heads for a long time and 
for all we know, even if that things were going great uh, macroeconomically, as Sundar says, uh, they would still have said, you know what, we're this is going to be the last like pixel book we make. There's really no need for us to continue on uh, doing this, <sighs> given that Samsung and HP and Dell and everybody are making really good ones. I'm just thinking about the economics class that I eventually dropped in college that I stopped going to and when we were learning about macroeconomics and I was like, I'm piecing out of this. I'm going to take a, <laughs> I'm used to be able to do pass fail so that it wouldn't affect your GPA. So I just, I'm just going to take a fail. <laughs> yep. Anyways, sorry for being so open about that. Um, One other little piece of news that kind of bummed me out for the people that it's affecting is that Google actually, um, canceled half of the Area 120 projects. Now, Andy and I have also talked about Area 120 projects on this podcast. It's Google's in-house research and development incubator. They tend to work on interesting and practical software projects rather than, you know, ideas that might not ever work. Just things that you could actually implement in the real world. And many of the projects have actually been incorporated to Google apps and services we use now. So they did have... It's like sandbox play. There was a reason for that area yeah. of 120 to kind of they, they, they it was it was good to have these like uh, sort of uh, skunkworks teams that are that are thinking mm-hmm. that gee what if we there there seems to be like a lot of tables products uh, in the in the marketplace for uh, organizing teams. Uh, I wonder how I wonder what it would be like for us to build one for ourselves without having to like announce a feature integrated into into Google Works workplaces. They can actually create a company or create a product and a name brand for it, and then eventually, by letting this team develop it on their own, eventually it becomes so good that oh, guess what? Uh, Google Workspace now has tables in it because we mm-hmm. we've, we've closed down this project because it has graduated into an actual working Google feature. So they they have been making big contributions, even even if you might not know uh, what the name is. Yes, but unfortunately, a division um, underwent a fifty percent cut in staff, and fourteen projects were terminated. Oh, we don't sorry, know half, the scale of those, but half of half of their fourteen projects or so seven projects were eliminated. But oh of, yes, my I'm sorry about that. But but you're my but eye you're, went you're right, straight for the, the numbers. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, half, um, the, half Google, the staff is 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 gone. Yeah. Yeah, and that sucks. Um, Google released a statement acknowledging the cuts and mentioning that the Area 20, 120 uh, group would be prioritizing AI projects. Well, I am very curious to see what AI projects they let live, and I'm going to judge them even more harshly. No, I'm not going to judge them harshly. I mean, yeah. I am going to be, you know, I'm going to develop an opinion as per my, but I'm going to be very curious to see, like, oh, is this... This is what they decided to invest in. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. I think I, I've uh, I've read elsewhere that the I can't remember the name of the project, but the that project that showed up at Google I/O last year about super high uh, high frame rate, high resolution video conferencing that makes you look like you're just looking through a window to the next room where the where your other people are. That project is still alive. Even though that's a much more pie in the sky idea than, hey, mm-hmm. let's 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 build this software for that will make it very very a lot easier for people to uh, to uh, uh, to integrate a product description into a storefront listing. Like that seems like something that will turn into something that will aid an existing Google product or service. You'd think you'd want to keep that stuff like that going, but okay. I don't. I I've been I've been running Google for an alphabet for zero minutes. Sundar Pichai has been running it for well beyond zero minutes. I'm sure mm. he has more information about it than I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, which I think is very big of me. At least he didn't tell your mom to buy an iPhone. Well, he's not a big shopping cart full of jerk, is he? <laughs> You know, the other thing I thought about while you were talking, Andy, about the Windows thing, did you know I learned on TikTok? (laughs) I've been on TikTok a lot, by the way, since I got COVID, because that's all my brain could do, apparently. Um, I learned a sad fact that the crew of a cruise ship sleeps below the water. And so in order for them to feel like humans, they put cameras facing the outside because they can't put windows down there because of the pressure of the water. So they're basically watching camera feeds of the outside world. That's what that reminded me of when you were talking about that. Well, that's that's, remote work. That's not, that's not, okay. But to be fair, 
uh, like uh, Disney, they're charging people like what four thousand dollars like minimum to go to that like face fake like Star Wars spaceship cruise that also has also like, fake, on TikTok fa- fake video windows. So it's it's almost as if they're giving them like a four thousand uh, dollar room there. So you know maybe they shouldn't go on strike and complain about this. Maybe they should say. No, you're right. That's wrong. That's that's completely bad. It is. I, I once I, did, I once like went on a cruise. Like I was I was speaking on the cruise, and I had the ch- I had the choice of I was g- being given like free passage. I had the choice of either sharing a room with another speaker or getting a room completely to myself. And I was I knew beforehand that it would involve like getting like an inside cabin that didn't have a window. And I said I would much rather have a oh. room completely to myself, even if it involves not having a window. And yeah, it was it was a thing. <laughs> to be, to like spend like a week like anytime I'm I'm in private like no there I have no idea what time it is I have no idea like I have no external clock uh to to be fair <sighs> if you're on a cruise ship you're probably shouldn't be spending so much time inside your inside your your cabin but I also had to do like office work so I had to do some writing so it was like <laughs> have I been writing for 45 minutes or 18 hours and it's now time to go to oh sleep oh my goodness Let's Andy that's hard. They're, those are just crash pads because you're supposed to like go around the ship and you know drink and eat all you can eat. <laughs> as a as a friend of mine uh, who did a lot of cruises under the same basis once told me before I took my first cruise, he said, "Handy, remember on a cruise you don't stop eating when you get full; you stop eating when you get tired." Mm-hmm. Exactly. And damn if he wasn't right. <laughs> Uh, I wish COVID didn't ruin cruises for me because I tell you, <laughs> it's fun uh, you know, if, if you're there with the, if you're there with a group of people. If you bring your own people with you, it can be a lot of fun. I could I could see that's what how, I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean if and uh, I it was like a there were like geek cruises. I did a lot of them, so a lot of actual friends I've had for like years before then. It was like oh, okay, I get to hang out and go to like Mexico or I could you know, do go, a geek go to, cruise yeah. in Mexico. That sounds nice. It was fun. That, that was fun. I, I could see how it could be a test if it's like just you and your spouse and you're get you keep getting, oh God, I got to meet these people who I was nice to. And now they think that we're friends and now they're, oh, I seem to have their, I seem to have their email address now. And now they're expecting me to, okay. They really pushed that on us in the nineties and then it just carried over. And I just, I feel like as a millennial, like I have to like make friends on a trip, like add each yeah. other on Instagram. It's, it's just, well, see, I'm. I have to say that I'm grateful for social media like that because I'm perfectly fine with like following. If I if I had a reasonably okay time with, uh, I wouldn't even elevate it to a, a, a parasocial relationship. But we crossed mm-hmm. paths a few times and we had good interactions. Like I mm-hmm. feel as though if uh, if uh, we do mutual follows on Instagram or Twitter, I have uh, navigated that tricky bar of. Yes, I will allow you to continue this interaction outside of this incredibly artificial environment of a cruise ship. However, no, I'm not going to give you my home address. No, I'm not going to give you my phone mm-hmm. number. And we will three or four or five months from now, we will see how it goes. And I will have the option of saying that. Hi. Oh, wow. So you're actually going to be within like three miles of my house. What day is that? Because I, oh boy, I'm going to be in and out of that house on so many business trips. Tell me what date it is. And then I can tell you, uh, then I can see if uh, I'm going to be home then. Yeah. See, that's, it's like, uh, and then, and then, and then if they, if, because I think if you, if, if they give you like your, their email address or their phone number or their address now, like if I don't, like send them a card or something or am i now being a jerk because they were hoping or uh, see that's this is what this is why you you like to have that sort of like firewall in the form of uh, in, in the form of the social media that's that's why i like i've i've had a lot of social media relationships turn into real friendships that's great i have a lot of sure, social yes. media friendships where it's great it did it didn't develop other than oh occasionally we like each other's posts i'm fine with that i don't need to you know we it, the water seeks its own level as as long as they don't post anything weird, and then it's like, oh, great. Who did I make friends with on the cruise ships? I'm yeah, and then MLM. Found- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, they're shilling essential oils. It's like okay, <laughs> I, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go on Instagram now and find out that if you've if you've made any posts tagged with girl boss, 
If so, I have to, again, I have to be, I have to close some of the ports on this firewall against you. (laughs) Speaking of shilling things, we have to tell you all about our website. We're at relay.fm slash material. If you want to look up past show notes or just find links to where we are on the web, you will also, the web, how very web 1.0 of me. Uh, There's also a link to figure out how to become members of the Relay FM network. You get lots of perks and you support all the other wonderful shows on this network. And also, just so you know, we are currently in the middle of a massive fundraiser right now uh, for St. Jude's Hospital. This is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. That is the month of September. And we're all rallying for it right now. Uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, actually, the podcast-a-thon should be in its, like, I don't know, 18th hour. So please go check that out. Support uh, support our endeavors there. And thanks to everybody for sticking with us throughout all this programming changes. Mm. Please wear your mask. Because <laughs> yes. then you see what happens. <laughs> I had I am now getting back in the habit of like when I go to the I went I am I, a cautionary tale. I went yeah exactly. I've, I have too many friends who got COVID like in the past like over the summer, and it's like I, it's not as it's not as though I was you know like licking doorknobs or anything with wild abandon, but it was like you know what if I'm and every time I took public every time I take public public transportation yes absolutely I put the mask on mm-hmm. but not like hey I'm going to go grocery shopping but you know what I'm not going to be within six feet of anybody for any reason am i doing anything and now it's like yeah you know what how difficult you have this whole box full of masks they're easy to get i, yeah, I talked about this a couple weeks ago but it's like uh i should probably do that again and so yes when i went shopping today to buy a cake and other things i i, I did i was wearing my mask and I, I thank you in part for any infections i do not get it between now and the, and the end of this pandemic which will be never well, I was going to say, um, I guess on the plus side, I'm technically boosted for our eventual meetup that is hopefully happening. So everybody keep manifesting for Andy and I to be together in person. Yes, October um, 6th. Hopefully making making plans soon. I need yeah. to figure out uh, my plans, but it's happening. It's happening. Okay, we'll, folks. We'll, we'll talk about it as, as, we, as we get closer to it, but... It's, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, there are, there are enough things that I had already determined that no matter what happens, you know, if, 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 if flow is coming like 88% of the way towards where I am, I'm, I, am i am very willing to spend 50, $60 to make 20, make it a 12% trip to go out and meet her. But there's so many things like happening that week. That's like, oh, and plus I can do, oh, and plus I can do that. Oh, and also there's this. Okay. It's a good week to go to New York City. It it's a good like. week. It's a good week to be in New York City. We'll talk about it in yeah. a couple of weeks when we're doing our big pre-show <laughs> hoop-de-doo. Perfect. All right, everybody. That's it from us. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, um, and stay wild. It's, it's all good. Enjoy life. We'll see you in a week. <laughs> Have a happy. Thank <laughs> you.